Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Hello and welcome to Just Dads Reading Books. I'm here with my friend EJ. And I'm here with my friend Matt. Ooh, Ooh. I'm the ghost. Oh, you're my ghost friend. Oh (laughs) boy, I'm so excited to be joined by the spirit of EJ Sanders today. It's me, the ghost (laughs) of EJ Sanders. Today's book is Seance Tea Party, a book by Romana Yee. Uh, It is a graphic novel by Romana Yee. Uh, yeah. beautifully illustrated uh, story graphic, of graphic novel we've done the first graphic novel we've done yeah two weeks in a row we're going off book for our genre let's go we, we were really in exploratory mood on our Portland trip we'll talk very specifically <laughs> about Portland with this book yeah. uh, but this is a book about a girl who uh, is kind of on the precipice of her teenage years and the sort of decision to grow up and let go of childhood wonders and she uh doesn't really want to do that and she meets a spirit who's holding on to the afterlife that is also a young girl and starts living kind of vicariously through her and it's a it's about growing up and coming coming to that coming to terms with growing up uh and uh we chose this book out of nowhere because ej and i went to portland oregon Mm-hmm. And a wonderful place in Portland, Oregon, if you don't already know, is a place called Powell's World Powell's. of Books, Powell's Bookshop, yeah. whatever. Uh, Powell's Books is one of the, if not the largest bookstore in the world, in America. It it's is held a massive. title at some point. It's massive. It's this huge, huge building. It's technically got like an it's adjacent building. Block. It's a whole city block. And there's actually even like a secondary Powell's sort of like on the adjacent <laughs> block that you can go into. Wow, but the main really? Powell's is this like four or five story building that takes up an entire city block. It's a wonderful place. If you're ever in Portland, you should go there. I recommend allotting a couple hours to just get to explore make a point of i will buy at least one book while i'm here and especially when we didn't get there it's not open every day maybe check the calendar but in the the top floor there's a rare books room we did not get to go into while we were there but it's really cool anytime you get to go to a rare books room it's really cool they let like a couple people in at a time and you get to see these books where it's like this is the only (laughs) copy of this book in existence or whatever uh really really cool stuff really beautiful store i feel like i could write a rare book It's really easy. I can write it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can write a book that yeah, only just one exists. A so copy. I got rare copy. books all over my Google Drive. You know what I mean? They're just sitting there. They're so rare. Yeah, <laughs> Give me a million pals. dollars. <laughs> uh, so EJ, tell us how we found this book. Yeah. So Pals uh, it was my first experience in Pals. I'm assuming you'd been there before mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. a few times, right? Yeah. Uh, it was my first experience, and y'all, this place is massive. So they like color code every room. Right. There's like three levels to it almost. It, yeah. Maybe a couple of them are like faux levels. Sure. You know, like not really levels, but yeah. it's this massive, massive, massive place. Uh, they have a children's section that is, I mean, I don't know, five to ten times the size of like Barnes and Noble. Yeah, like, sure. I mean, it's it's like the size <laughs> of a Barnes and Noble itself. Right? Yeah, yeah. So when Matt and I walked in there, we were like, 
wow. You know, like yeah, there's, yeah. there was a lot going on. We kind of had to like get our bearings with like where stuff was. Yeah. Like we originally, when we went into pals, Matt, you remember what we were looking for? I don't, we were looking for animorphs. Oh yeah. We wanted to find animorphs because we they have we like older stuff. It's not like it's all new stuff. It's, it's and new and used books. And we were looking for animorphs and we kind of came up a little dry. Balked. Yeah. There we was, we yeah. balked at it. Yeah. Um, and instead we went a different direction. We started looking around on the shelves and about, I don't know, spread throughout Powell's, um, are these really cool, like feature book yeah. spots, yeah. right? End caps so, are basically a featured thing mm-hmm. of a various right. theme so, or whatever. Right. And so some, some of them are staff picks, yeah. right? So you'll see like at the end, you'll see like, just a you know, I don't know, 20, 30 books at the very end and it's all just staff picks. Yeah. But we found, Matt, a really cool spot, which is kid picks. Yeah, teen picks. Um, <laughs> teen picks of books. So they have all their books up there, right? And with the staff picks, something you should know is they they fill out like a note card yep. on why, you know, a little blurb on why you should read it. And then they put their name. Um, and it's the same with the, the, the teen slash kid picks, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they go and they fill out a little note card in their handwriting. I mean, it's their hand. They wrote it. You can tell. They, they wrote it. You can definitely tell. <laughs> the best ones are the six-year-olds where it's like, oh, this is, this is great. This has robots. Yeah. <laughs> I like this, this says, book because of like the robots? robots. Do you like robots? Because then this is for you. <laughs> then, then you'll love this. <laughs> you know? Very, very much like that. But then there's some that are more thoughtful, of uh-huh. course. And, and it's, it's so cool reading all of these children's, like, thoughts on on how they dissect or how they approach these books and yeah. seance tea party right was one of those books is probably third shelf down yeah, yeah. um and our person who who uh, wrote the note card matt yeah uh, i'm sure you have their i do its name over there yeah I'll, I'll i'll read it here for you uh j- the last note though is what we basically decided was we were going to read all of these note cards and we, we would buy the book of whichever kid made the best case whoever whoever just kind of sold us the yep. hardest on on and robot book. kid almost did it. robot like. kid almost did it if you like robots <laughs> you'll love this uh this you'll is a book this. for you that that one almost <laughs> took it away but it was hard to pass up uh, our our pick from Avi Avi A V I is how it's spelled, uh, and their pronoun are it its. They are age eleven, and the title uh, uh, they put in this thing. The title for their review of Seance Tape Party is this book is in all caps amazing. If you feel like you grew up too fast, this is an eleven year old, by the way. <laughs> if you feel like you grew up too fast, I recommend this book. There's a lot to explain. There's a lot to explain, it says. <laughs> but basically, if you like ghosts, emotional stuff, and possibly queer representation, then this is, in all caps, for you. It captures growing up, fear, grief, and more, and ties it all up with a cute art style. I recommend this book to everyone, especially kids afraid of growing up. That's a powerful message from an eleven-year-old, yeah. and like a, a a sharp review. Don't from, grow up too fast, kids. Yeah, <laughs> that, and and so we had to pick this one because what does it mean to an eleven-year-old, right, to grow up too fast? We have on multiple books we've talked about EJ and I theorizing: is this book talking down to a kid? What is what mm-hmm. constitutes like a good, um. 
young adult novel or children's book or whatever. And that's that seems to be sort of a running theme of what we sometimes try to evaluate on this right. show. And something I feel like I learned, especially from this shelf, is man kids don't shut up Dude, <laughs> kids don't care there were so many minecraft books <laughs> yeah exactly captain underpants they like, like what they they are subjects to marketing just like the rest of us they they yeah. they like what they like it doesn't have to be for anything but even right. despite that this book spoke to this kid and and yeah. that really meant something so we just we knew we had to pick it up and and read it and sort of evaluate it from that perspective of we don't you and i don't get to play that we don't get to right. go oh would we a don't kid be, identify with down. this does a kid right. feel talked down to this no we because have proof somebody did avi liked it okay <laughs> shut did. up avi likes <laughs> the jury's thing, out okay? yeah <laughs> this is and you know what um and when you view it through that lens you know we talked we had a long conversation last week yeah. about uh, you know Julia Alvarez poems um, and how that's just like that's for I don't know sixteen to eighteen year olds right and even then it's for the it's forty for, year old woman who wrote for, it to get everything well, off her chest it's for her okay <laughs> At the end of the day it's for her this book, and you're invited this book, <laughs> this book you know it's you know what's so funny is because I I will say I kind of groaned reading this book is the first book yeah. that has made me feel like a dad oh yeah oh, sure boy nice. did this one make me feel like a dad right <laughs> the entire time I'm not getting it yeah. I'm not getting it. Okay. And part of it is because um, I'm an old, th I'm a 30 year old man, yep. you know, like, sure. and, and that made sense after a while it clicked with me. Right. I was like, Oh, duh. I'm, this isn't for me. <laughs> this isn't for me. This isn't for me. Yeah. 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 Uh, and at the, at the end of the day, you know, like whenever we talk about, you know, one of the themes of our show, which we don't go back to very often, but yeah. you know, would I judge my kid for right. reading this? Stay tuned. We'll find out. Sure. Um, but, but essentially, you know, this book is about this person. I can't remember the name of the main character because I, I, it's been like two weeks it. since. Yeah, I yeah. It. it took me a um, while to get back on track for these two books. Laura um, but, is her name. Yeah, yeah. Wait, say it again. L Laura, L-O-R-A. Laura, yeah, L-O-R-A, Laura. Laura um, is just like a young girl who just likes halloween and like likes being a little yeah. like witch on her halloween birthday is like, like what the day before halloween or something yeah like she yeah. and she likes being a kid she likes imaginary friends yes. she likes not doing kind of adult stuff you yeah. know she really loves like she'll go trick-or-treating like this book is so good about self-confidence and this book again uh has the millennial parent problem of just being like <laughs> the parents in this book are just way too cool uh -huh. you know like like you and me are like we're just like yep do whatever it's because whatever we're the want. ones writing these books at this point and we have <laughs> right. to perceive ourselves as not weird like we must right. be cool and chill and good right. parents because totally otherwise chill. we will crumble into dust basically it's the, it's the uh insignificant events in the life of the cactus problem <laughs> yeah. right yeah very much the same just Definitely. like yep yeah uh, it's us so yeah this so th this has an opening actually where there's like sort of a prologue of just uh, of her pretending she's on a pirate ship or whatever and then mm -hmm. there is an opening again this is a graphic novel so you know we're getting spreads of sort of events happening and the right. the the book opens i don't even know if you specifically remember the opening of this book ej but it's just a visual montage with almost no dialogue oh, or yeah, words yeah, in it yeah. where you see her slowly becoming sort of detached from her friends. And I, I actually went back and read, I was like halfway through the book and I don't remember why I went back and read this, but I, I like had a moment where I was like, 
Oh, wait. Was that something that was addressed earlier? I think she, yep. like, reunites. She reunites with a friend about halfway through, and the friend is, like, very apologetic. And I was like, I don't even remember who this friend is. So I went back to the opening, and I was like, oh, wait. I sort of it's glazed over yeah. this opening thing. But it's it's actually a really beautifully laid out and, like, like well-paced expression, purely visually, of, like... We're having fun, but you find a new interest and that kind of pulls you this way with some new friends and you find a new interest and you sort of pull that way. One of her friends gets really into girly magazines. One of her friends gets really into video games and sports. And like she just it is in about six pages. It shows her drifting away from just like all of her friends and becoming alone. The visual montages of this book are some of the strongest yeah. parts of this book, right? right? Um, saying a lot without saying anything. Right? Yeah. It's kind of, you know, to go back to Julia Alvarez last week, yeah. I mean, you know, saying a lot and set, you know, putting constraints on yourself in this way can make, can just make something more beautiful. Yeah, right? and definitely. So there's, there's a few of these throughout the book that are just kind of scattered throughout these little, you know, three to six page yeah. sort of visual monologue or visual, um, dialogue sort yeah. of thing. What, what did we call it? Visual montages. Right. Um, that, that these that this author's trying to achieve and every single time it's very powerful. Yeah. Like Best I think parts those the are the book. most powerful points Definitely. of the book are when the characters don't really have to say anything. Yeah. I think the parts where we feel like dads is when the characters start saying things, basically. Yeah, because definitely. They all definitely talk do. like Children. teenagers and even then you know again like maybe like a a 28 year old's idea of a teenager or something right like yeah. that it it feels juvenile but at the end of the day again i think our challenge today is to look at that and be like we've got avi avi liked it so we ha I, I i like the idea of sort of taking that meaning like it meant something so, so i've just been reevaluating my whole idea of like books that talk down to kids and whether right. or not depending on the age they're chill with that because it's not about that. It's about the themes being expressed, right? Uh, they're not so going to get hung up on dialogue. They, so what characters do you think that Avi may have like clung to in this? You yeah. Know? I, I um, think definitely. I mean, the the main Laura, character obviously, obviously uh, is someone they connect with because, uh, you know, it specifically addresses the idea that like this is about um, uh, uh being afraid, and that's Laura's whole arc is being afraid. But also, so let's talk about our other character, uh, the ghost, uh, Alexa. So the ghost comes along yeah. whenever at the end of the first uh, montage. Chapter. Yeah. At the end of the first like montage and chapter, essentially what happens is is Laura goes home, and she decides that she's gonna play pretend in her room. Yep. And have a tea party, and also a seance at the same time. <laughs> she's gonna summon she the dead real out quick. The, <laughs> she pulls out the Ouija board and she's ready to go. So yeah. she pulls out a, a Ouija board and she summons uh, this other character whose name also Alexa. escapes me. Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. With, and Alexa is a ghost from the 60s or 70s. Right. Uh, a little girl that, that died. And lived in, uh, lived and, in uh, Laura's house. And yeah, uh, Alexa... Spends a lot of the book going through just an arc of like, I'll be your friend. Like, none of your friends yeah. want to be a little kid with you. Well, I am perpetually right. a, little kid. a little kid. I would love <laughs> to do that with you. But then right. as the book continues, even Laura starts to grow up a little bit and, yeah. and strays away from Alexa. And uh, eventually there's a whole other arc of Alexa finding one of her childhood friends who is now an older woman. Uh, yeah. And uh, that woman is a writer. And it's sort of 
propose that writers are uh, the types of people capable of tapping into uh, childlike innocence that would allow them to see yeah. ghosts. Laura's friends can't see Alexa because they're they're too grown up. Dang it. You don't get to see ghosts and fairies and beautiful things if you've right. given away childlike ambitions. Uh, and the, the Alexa's friend is not necessarily that way. She remembers Alexa. She can see Alexa as a spirit and all that. But what is interesting is eventually Alexa's arc becomes a sort of mirror of Laura's except for Alexa's is she's lived through multiple generations of other kids in this household always clinging on to their childhood because hers was taken from her she she died at 14 and was very very sick before that so she didn't get to have much of a childhood so she spent her afterlife reliving a childhood and towards the end of the book she sort of reckons with the fact that it's perhaps time for her to move on just like Laura has to move on from her own just preteen years or whatever. And it's it's a pretty interesting hook and a good it's theme that I think is, yeah, I think yeah. it's more powerful than even my the rest of my feelings of this book. Uh, you it did know, almost make me to. cry. A little yeah. Bit, <laughs> it did actually almost make me cry, which is when I was like, that's when I was really hooked in because there's like a, there's like a, the first third of this book is, yeah. it's hard to engage with, I guess, as an adult. Sure. Um, or maybe just as EJ, um, I'm, maybe I'm the problem. cynical old EJ. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was just kind of hard to engage with. Cause it was like, you know, you have this character who doesn't really want to grow up and ends up at like a Halloween party where she doesn't really want to be. Um, and she's hanging out with an imaginary friend who turns out to be a ghost, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, it, it, it seems like it's, you know, obviously I'm cool with, with all of that. I'm yeah. just like, I'm trying to be along for this ride. Right. Right. And it, you know, again, in the beginning, it kind of doesn't, it's very clearly not for me. Right. So it's right. just like, so you're just glazing through it. Of course you, and especially so as a graphic novel too, through, right? Right. There's nothing to like necessarily cling on to. If you don't want to, you can, you can really quickly just like, right. I see that image. I see that image. I see that. I'm like, just burn through a couple pages to, within like 30 seconds. Right. To its credit though, it grows into something that I did cling on yes. to a little bit, right? Like right. once the book became more about Laura and Alexa's relationship of, of, you know, go the ghost person relationship yeah. and then like showing how friendships grow apart and mm -hmm. showing how folks grow up without like even realizing like Laura spends the majority of the beginning of this book trying not to grow up, right? Yeah. Like she is, actively right. saying out loud like i would rather not do all of that adult stuff right. i'd rather not get into makeup yeah and just how naturally that progresses to just like she doesn't even realize yep. that she's growing up right like she just has friends and she does the things that they do and yeah. then eventually like she's going to the mall with them and she's uh, man, leaving alexa behind more and more and more i tell you the coolest way that that's conveyed something i i didn't click into until later in the book is I think something that's really, you know, common in illustrated narratives and comics and stuff is for like a character to look one way the whole time. And Alexa obviously is. She's like in, you know, she's just in the clothes that she she probably died in or whatever. Like she's a ghost. She wears right. one thing. Um, and even some of the other characters kind of wear the same thing. But Laura like changes costumes, as it were, constantly. Right. But especially to the effect of if you look at some of the last frames and you look at some of the earliest frames, it looks like a different kid. Like you see yeah. her grow up. Her her hair gets pulled up. She starts wearing a flannel. Like she looks right. more 
like a teen. She comes into her own. So I, I think where you and I maybe probably roll our eyes at some of the dialogue because it just feels like it's for kids. Uh, I think the art just you can't help but it's get grabbed by it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really beautiful stuff that like tells the story even underneath the text where you're like, well, I get, oh, they're, they're, they're maybe saying a bit too much, right? Oh, they're telling right. and not showing. But the art is showing way, way, way right. more than right. is even being outright told to you. And I think that's where this book really kind of clicked for me. And you can definitely tell, like, I think too, like I said, like, it eventually clicking for me made yeah. me feel so much better about this choice Yeah, in the end. Right. It made me feel better about like where kids are at, even in choosing their, in their graphic novel choices. Yeah. Right. Like, right. yeah. I, you know, to see that Avi chose this book and uh, you know, really clung to it really speaks to like where children's literature is at, yeah. you know, where, where middle grade, literature slash yeah. graphic novels are even going right right because when we were kids matt oh like, man this book wasn't this book would never get this written. didn't exist i mean yeah this, it, nothing, you, you had comic like books it. but that was almost at least to my memory that was like specifically superheroes so it was never anything i, I mean, what was the grasped on that big comic book that everybody had this big one bone <laughs> <laughs> really you're gonna sit there and bring up bone to me <laughs> You're going to sit, hang on, hang you know on. What I'm talking You're going to sit there. Wait. Hey, EJ. Hey, EJ, look at me. Hey, EJ, look at me. That's me dropping my bone tome straight onto the table. I've never actually read this. I bought this once because I'd always heard of it. So I, I didn't know this was like a common thing everybody else like lived in their, their childhood. But yeah, this is like the closest we had to anything like that, right? Right, yeah, yeah, I like Bone. I mean, obviously, like Calvin and Hobbes. Like, I don't oh, know. Sure. Like, oh my God! You know what? Like, oh, just, why'd you do that? Why'd you bring that up, <laughs> EJ? Th that was as I finished this. The next thing uh -huh. I thought was EJ and I need to do a four-hour-long episode where we read oh, the yeah. entire Calvin and Hobbes anthology and just talk about Bill Watterson until we die. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just do that sometime because yeah, that you're right. That is the graphic novel of my youth is, right. is the, those uh, coffee table books that were collections of just Calvin and Hobbes comics. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but like I said, but it's so limited, like you and me, it's crazy. Cause you and me basically just like named what was going, you know, like yeah, what was going it. down when we were kids. Right. right. Like there was, there was obviously other stuff, but sure. like, you know, like anything that I would name, like if I could remember that far back, anything that I would name, you would know is the other thing, right? Yeah. Like versus we're in a day and age now and we talk about how saturated like this market is uh, overall, but the saturation of the market also allows for books like this yes, to be made. Exactly. And yeah. that's what's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. And think about the shelf we were looking at, like how right. many of those were graphic novels? Like, yeah, if anything, absolutely. especially yeah. the like graphic novels are what it's funny that we, you and I are spending so much time with this podcast reading books because turns out <laughs> that's not what preteens read. <laughs> you dumb old guys, go read more graphic novels. Read that's what anymore. we're talking about these days. So we don't read them anymore, <laughs> dude. The pictures are way better. You and I dude. don't read. We're too old. We listen, and they're yeah. too young. They look at pictures they don't read text so anymore what do we so what do we do then like because now like because now it seems like we've hit a crossroads yeah. in in our podcast That's right true. we we saw what kids are reading in portland oregon right yeah. like where you would think there would be some kids reading some novels they're not yeah. um yeah <laughs> so yeah you know at what point 
you know, are we at in society where it's like, I don't know, um, you know, what, what do kids read? Do, yeah. should we tap more into that or should we continue to talk about, you know, the stuff that is important to us or right. stuff that, that others find important, that adults find important, you know, this is a, this is, is, and, are you making me retire our catchphrase? Do I have to, <laughs> in the intro to this show, do I have to throw out judging your kids for what they read and, and now it's about it's just like a parenting yeah. podcast where we read your kids books that they probably didn't even read themselves that's the new long-winded version of our yeah. of our intro yeah basically uh, i don't know obviously we're still going to be reading books it's just it's just so like but it's so stark the contrast yeah. i i believe in what maybe we were reading obviously yeah. when we were kids versus what kids read these days. Yeah, I um, think so. You know, I don't know how many classics they dive into because there's just so much out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it depends on the age too, right? I mean, I started to get really into like proper graphic novels mm -hmm. probably towards the end of high school and going into right. college. That's when I like really tapped into them. It was, it was some, some like Batman stuff, but also specifically Craig Thompson. If that's an author, you all should EJ, we should do, we should do like blankets or Habibi at some point. I don't know if either of those constitute as young adult. They are about younger people. So maybe, maybe it counts. I wonder, I wonder I what know. Craig would classify them as. Oh, let's read mouse. You want to read oh, mouse yeah, for this show? Mouse. Let's just do yeah, mouse. That's whatever. boy. We are not equipped to handle that what, subject what matter. From at all. hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, my, uh, my, my uh, graphic novel stuff. I, I mean, if anything, I'm just like encouraged that, this that that graphic novels really got to buy in to the young adult scene and the kids book scene right that gra that graphic novels uh evolved past comics and i'm sure someone well versed in the medium would say uh matt ej that happened in the early 90s or or something but like oh, to, yeah. to my memory like comics Where were comics were and like, then eventually there me. were graphic novels yeah in in places i could easily access them i grew up with hank the cow dog okay we didn't have graphic novels we had hank the cow dog so we, i listen, i don't know what we had hank the cow dog and my graphic novels were guinness book of world records <laughs> <laughs> man yeah i let's here's a new mission you're so your your child is in school mm -hmm. at some point if it's allowed, to kindergarten. if it's allowed, we have to go to her first Scholastic Book Fair, and we got to take oh, we, stock. It's already happened. We got to take heard? stock of what is going on there. Did Scholastic Book Fair die? Is no, it, my daughter's mom volunteers at every one of them. That have. rules. She does that. She loves it. She's yeah. like invest. She takes days off of work. Wow. And she will just go volunteer at the Scholastic. There's been like three this year. Let's do that. Helps out. Let's yeah no, yeah. Next I'm gonna year, start, first I'm gonna grade. <laughs> let's go sign up. I want to come to and and I'll be your. I don't know. You have You're to vouch. Be allowed for, yeah, exactly. You have to vouch for me because they're going to be like, "Why is this other parent likely. coming?" And you'll be like, "Well, he's my uh, podcast partner." And they'll be like, yeah, "Partner," likely. and you'll be like, "Sure, read into it how you will." <laughs> luckily, luckily, um, by the school that my daughter goes to, <clears throat> the administration and like I, we know all of the administration just because of my daughter's condition. Oh yeah. So it's just like, so yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like actually, like I am on a first. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, him, can, you, know? you can, you so can kind of, like, you rule maybe, the school maybe a little we bit. can get Matt into the book fair where none of those children are. His, and even so. if we can't, I want you to volunteer, and I need you to take stock, and we need to, we uh, on a future episode, we need to just. It won't even be about a book. 
book. It will be about the Scholastic Book Fair. Book Fair. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And we can, uh, maybe we can like somehow gauge sales that. Yeah, yeah. And see like what's <laughs> Keep what's track hot, of what came you know? past. Like one of, you right. have to work the register and keep track of what, just take right, notes of everything. Because if there's 50 copies of books on the shelves, yeah. we're not going to look at that and be like, you know, that's 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 a survivorship bias. Right, 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 <laughs> right. <what> right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to find the stuff that's gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What got cleared in the first Two men on a mission, right. one man without a kid in the school. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, speaking of we, that this is just a podcast about EJ's and I's life. Uh, we we toured uh, Molly's first preschool yesterday. Oh wow! First time checking it out. Gonna Are gonna gonna enroll her very very lightly. So Matt's journey yeah, like of preschool has begun. It'll be Half-time. two days a week for three hours each of those yeah. days. So it's not much. Short. Yeah, uh, yeah. but. We'll see. Maybe I'll have. That's how I'll you, have new that's how journeys. you get them, though. That's how you get those kids. Dude. Yeah, like when right. you get uh, to get kids into uh, daycare. If you have like a, a child in, at home, which why aren't you, why are you listening to this podcast if you don't? Uh, or at least <laughs> yeah. a grown if you child. don't have kids, yeah. Why are you listening to this <laughs> show? It's hear, hard for me to hear for. That. We love you, but like, why are you here? Yeah. You know, like at the same time. Um, but we do love you. But why are you here? Um, yeah, so if uh, if you do have a child uh, that of that age, the best way to do it is the way Matt's doing it. I think, yeah. uh, just like you trick them, you you say, "Yeah, no, you only go there for three hours a week," right. and then it turns into six, and right? Then eight, and then it turns <laughs> and, into and then all five week. days a week. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, and they don't even notice it's happening. Well, They're she's like, stoked to about to it too. I think she, she, I mean, she's ready to get on the school bus. You know, <laughs> the school bus drops off the neighbor kids, and she's like, yeah. "I'm ready to get on." She has well, like that's a couple just where backpacks. Her friends are going. She, she has no clue. Yeah, she pretends to put on a backpack, and she'll sit in her room, and she'll go, "Okay, bye, Dad. I'm gonna go get on the school bus." And she leaves the room and pretends Aww. to like leave the house. It's great. She's oh, so ready so for school. Cute. So we'll make sure we'll, I'll be excited for her first scholastic book fair in what was the three years. What was the point I was making about graphic? novels? I don't know, man. We got off on our own thing. <laughs> graphic novels are great. Kids read them. We should read more of them on this show. And this and, was a particularly uh, good one. It was yeah. on the, the graphic side of the graphic novel on the illustrated narrative side, the, the, the illustrations. It really was a, a truly beautiful uh, book. Uh, even if I thought at times the language was oversimplified, clearly that actually does speak to a certain age range. I should maybe yeah. quit over stating uh, what 11-year-olds like to read, right? right. If anything, yeah. you know you what know this what? does? You know what this book does? EJ, it's time. We have to read the second Percy Jackson book. That's it. Drop the gauntlet. Time. We have next to do week? the second Percy. Yep, next episode. I'm calling it wow. right now. Uh, I'm going to start wow. the, the audio book for go. Percy Jackson okay. too. Okay, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm not- <laughs> I've been ready for it, but I've also been like, when is it going to come? And yeah. now that you've just like sprung it it's on me. It's a natural like, moment. Never been more excited <laughs> for it in my life. Like, I could not get more pumped yep. to do that book than yes. I am right now. It's We're going to um, set the record straight. We're going to do it right this time. People like Percy Jackson, and we got to invest in their memories of Percy Jackson. And that's going to be next week. Uh, very excited. I mean, the other thing, like you were saying, like, what are who are we to judge? Like, what children watch right yeah like at, or or listen to at like or or read at a certain age right like i was like i was nine when jimmy neutron boy genius movie came yeah. out and i watched that movie for five years like i mean i I, right. I watched that until i was 14 probably like every day after school yes like, ditto yeah you talk it's the jimmy neutron movie dude that's not right. for me at 14 yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah but, but, I, don't but I loved it yeah. like whatever like who cares you i know? became so. obsessed with uh with uh what's his name oda kirk 
um because he's who directed oh, yeah. that and uh, uh the guy from kung pao steve odekirk is that his yeah, name steve odekirk yeah, yeah. I, I he was like my he, he was my quote-unquote favorite director <laughs> at that time <laughs> okay uh, yeah what yeah that's the correct choice. response that's the correct response there is no way oh. to outro this episode anymore uh just so no. you know we this is this is the energy we're we gonna are go gonna do on. the percy jackson let's do no, percy no, no. jackson we're gonna, go, we're gonna let's do get hype let's do percy jackson we'll see you all next week. everybody read along yes. with us we love you have yeah. a good day why are you still here go home <laughs>